Hola, Filterinos. Before we get to the episode, we wanted to take a moment to address the June 24th, 2022 Supreme Court decision to overturn Roe v. Wade. As you know, uh, this decision stripped away the right to have a safe and legal abortion. We believe everyone should have the freedom to decide what's best for themselves and their families, including when it comes to ending a pregnancy. This decision has dire consequences for individual health and safety and could have harsh repercussions for other landmark decisions. Restricting access to comprehensive reproductive care, including abortion, threatens the health and independence of all Americans. Learn more by visiting podvoices.help. If you're able to support others, please consider donating to abortion funds. We're going to have a bunch of links in our show notes. Everybody here at PopFilter encourages you to speak up, take care, and spread the word. Now on to the show. On this week's episode of the Superhero Show Show, we'll find out if the run-up to the boys finale is super disgusting, if the return of Apocalypse on X-Men the Animated Series is good for the X-Men or bad for the X-Men, and if Miss Marvel can pull off an episode with not a lot of Miss Marvel. All of that and more on an all-new episode of the Superhero Show Show. What's up, nerds? Welcome to the Superhero Show Show, the only show on the internet where we review every single live-action television show based on a comic book, as well as some of the animated ones. My name is Cassie, and I will be the host for this episode. I have some friends who are going to help me review these shows because they're they're the true experts. They're not co-hosts, I'd call them experts because they're giant-ass nerds. Uh, nerd number one is Ryan, of course. I I feel so bad for you. For me? Yeah. Why? Because uh, normal listeners don't know this, but the Patreon listeners do, that you just did a six-minute introduction of all of you and your panelists for a four-minute segment. Mm. Now you have to do that all over again. All over again. You have to, like... You have to wait for me to say my dumb fuckery, like and then it, Mike has to chime in, and then Caitlin's going to be here, and, and you just did that. I just did that, and every time it's like raining it in, I always toss it to you, and it's like, what shit's going to come out of his mouth? Do what do I, I do with this? I'm going to give you a break. Why don't you redo me, and then I'm just going to make it easier for you so we don't have to go through all that Patreon stuff again. Great. Uh, one friend here with me is, of course, Ryan. I can't believe you threw it back to me. Of course I'm going to make this twice as long. That was the perfect opportunity to send it to Mike or Caitlin. I trusted that you. I trusted you. Based on what evidence would you have trusted me, Cassie? Our friendship for the last years. Holy shit. Listen to any episode of the Superhero Piece Show Show. fucking shit. God damn it. Mike's here. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> Hi, Mike. Now, there's two extremes here. We have Ryan, who's the very difficult boy, and you, who are is almost too polite, too I, easy currently. I feel... Don't call me easy. That's rude. Sorry. Just because I have a healthy <laughs> sexual <laughs> appetite does not make me so easy. <laughs> I feel bad for and you, too, Cassie. Oh, damn. Okay, now now why do you feel bad for you? Should we go like in a, like a round robin and <laughs> oh. talk about all the reasons that we feel bad for Cassie? Yeah, apparently that's what's she happening. She thinks she's so cool, and she's like, I guess I have to put up with these nerds every week where we're the only goddamn friends you have. <laughs> uh, and for listeners, Cassie is currently wearing a bow tie that spins around every time she hits a button. So if you think yeah. she's cool, she's not. I, I don't know. That's I pretty would put cool. a poll out there. Yeah, see? Christ. Mr. Devil Sticks knows what's up. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Mike. Do you We're guys somewhat... think I reveal too much about my real life and real history <laughs> on these shows? 
I guess we should let the listeners know that Cassie's not actually wearing that bow tie. Mike actually does practice with the devil's tights. <laughs> it's not practice when you're this good. <laughs> it's training. He always gets this whole nother persona. I know, like, like his shoulders go up, <laughs> he's like, and he's like, <clears throat> he really like it's like a dude when you they enter a bar and they're like, I'm here to fight somebody. That's like Devil Stick Mike. Like he's like, fuck yeah, I twirl sticks. You know that you know life is the devil you know or the devil you stick, and then he just starts going crazy. <laughs> Uh, opposite of that energy, of course, we have Caitlin. Hey, um, yeah, but okay, you had devil sticks. I had uh, a lot of rodents. I thought so. you were gonna say sex. I had <laughs> sex in high school. I had devil sex. <laughs> While you were having sex, I was training with a blade. You had okay. a lot of. <laughs> you had a lot of rodents. Is that what you said? Yeah, a ton of rodents. Some sort of squirrel girl. Oh, <laughs> you got me. How did you know my actual name's Dorian Green? No, no, weren't you? There's so, weren't you into like? Oh no, it was like color guard or whatever, right? Yeah, I was a flag girl. Is that the essentially the same as devil sticks? Is that at the same level? Yeah, we had it's just a, people- a team of devil stickers. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> we had a class where you could take devil sticks. <gasps> what? Yeah. Why didn't I go to what? that hippie bullshit? I would have ruled. I that did that school. for a semester, <laughs> but then I chose color guard and I twirled around a, a gun, a fake one, but yeah, <laughs> very much wooden, but. Unbelievable. Like, was uh, that crystal ball that you spin around your hand, was that class all full up? Fushiki. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> bring up Fushiki in this, our fucking presence. Okay? They did that in unison. I didn't, I didn't graduate to Fushiki class, Ryan. Okay, don't rub it in my face. We should all die of severe virginity. <laughs> the most severest of virginity. Caitlin, before we move on, why do you feel yeah. bad for Cassie? Uh, yeah, of course, you must say. I always feel bad for Cassie because she has ears and she listens to us. Oh, I thought you were going to say oh. she See, lives with me. sweet. Thank and by you. me, I mean you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. I have one true friend here. Uh, the rest I'm sorry you. for your ears. Thank you so much. They appreciate that. Oh, by um, the way, speaking of listening to us, Cassie, you weren't on the last episode. Did you listen to that episode? Uh, not yet. Oh, Currently, so she doesn't listen to us. That's right. In the queue. She doesn't even have ears. She doesn't even have she ears. She doesn't even have ears. We all <laughs> I've said never it. learned how to read or listen. I'm sorry about it. Um, I would love to, you know, I, I want everyone to apologize for this upcoming segment because we are talking about the boys. Boom. How about that transition? Fuck the boys. It's coming up now. <laughs> on season three, episode seven of The Boys. Butcher and Huey are helping Soldier Boy find Mindstorm, who ends up putting Butcher in some mind coma thing where he is forced to relive and watch himself become just like his piece of shit dad. Meanwhile, Black New War's mind is unburying the trauma that Soldier Boy caused. Starlight is getting Kimiko Compound V. Mother's Milk is punching dumbass white people. Homelander is being a little bitch. A-Train is getting a new super heart. And Maeve's body has become Homelander's property, mirroring real fucking life. But isn't it all funny because the deep is fucking an octopus? Taste buds, I ask you this. Was this a rough watch even for you boys? This was rough for a couple reasons. Uh, one... I don't know, like Mike. I don't. Do you have this thing of like knowing when Cass and Caitlin are watching the show and watching it differently, and just being like, "Oh, please be good." To truly enjoy the show, I have to f- forget that Cassie and Caitlin exist. <laughs> the marker of a I good call it erasure, <laughs> <laughs> which is what we should all be preaching right now. Yes, uh, yes. Um, I, no, I do do that. Uh, where it's like, Doo-doo. how are they going to react to that? How are they going to react to that? I don't know. It's just like I'm always. I, I it does send me through a thing knowing the two of you exist, knowing we have to have the same conversation every week. 
Uh, so sorry that but see, we... See, I disagree. I think that we do make leaps and bounds every time we talk about it. Like, do you remember the last time where they were like, yeah, we understand that it's a competent show, but being a woman in this society right. makes this awful to watch. And we just sat there for 35 <laughs> seconds of podcast <laughs> recording time. And go, but no, Octopus and then Mike fucking. hit us back with a, next time you guys need to figure out something to say other than this. <laughs> that was the fucking response. That was his memo. <laughs> That we were like, hey, this is shitty and traumatic to watch. And Mike was like, find something else. We all have our roles, and I know mine. Wait, is that not a joke? That's what you really said? I think it probably really did say that. But I also thought that this was... This this episode did two things for me. Probably because casting Caitlin were in the back of my mind. One, the extra length that it goes. Like, for instance, Soldier Boy killing Mind Melt... Mindstorm. Patty Melt. Patty Melt. Patty Melt. <laughs> Way too much. Like, he's dead, bro. So and much. And we have to have him, like, we have to have the camera be on it over and over and mm-hmm. over again. And that that's kind of a boy's thing of just like, I'm going to slam my shield or my face into your head 11 or 12 more times than I need to. Do you know what I would think about, though, is because, because America loves violence. Yeah! Is that, <laughs> USA, is that like, already just the knife going through sort of his eye in a way oh, that's yeah. gross enough oh, yeah. but it, it's not just like oh you guys like violence uh we'll show you super violence it does do it until you're uncomfortable like uh-huh. it, it is like i will shove this down your throat is this what you want you still think or this is what eye. you want uh and i think i find that very effective and funny and then i went on a deep dive reddit and it, it is fun to watch the conservatives freak out because they just realized last week that homelander's an evil guy <laughs> We should we, we we should every boys segment should end like the last third of it should be talking about conservatives watching the boys. But the other part about it too is that this ep- this is the penultimate episode of the season, mm-hmm. and we have a lot of things to do. And I was a little, I don't know, underwhelmed by the fact that we essentially got two gimmicks. Cassie brought up one of uh, Butcher getting mind patty melted, mind, mind patty melted. melted. Into a nightmare. And then also Black Noir going to Chuck E. Cheese, right? And oh. feeding all the characters. And all the, these are like, these were long gimmicks that took a lot of the episode to just give mm-hmm. us backstory with one episode left. Mm-hmm. And I was like, where should and we be at the point where like we are moving forward here? It's interesting because with Butcher, we've heard the margins of this story. None of this mm-hmm. was new, it was just seeing it finally, which yeah, I don't know if art- we need. And we already met his dad. Like, we knew how right. big of a piece of shit he was. We knew he was, like, already becoming him. So it, it did feel like the pacing was off. I did have to look up after. I was like, is this the one before the finale? Because, like, right. I don't know. There's stuff building, but it's not to the point where I would assume right before. Because, like, right. you know, I listed, like, there's a bunch of stuff happening, but I don't know what it's like. Well, obviously, it's leading to whatever. But but is it, like, is it ramping or is it doggy battling? Yeah, I I guess if the argument for the butcher stuff is it him finally realize like because he's like MM was like you like Huey because your little brother like somebody has said this before but is it butcher finally seeing and realizing his history of violence that he isn't better than his dad? I feel like he would have had the have the turning point when Starlight was like, "Hey, compound uh, or the fake compound V is going to kill him." And mm-hmm. he was like, "All right, I'll tell him." You know, and everybody was saying like, "Hey, this is, you know, this is your brother. Uh you kill everybody gets close to you." And then he immediately was like, "Let's rally, bro." So I don't know. I feel like there was no reason for that flashback because he didn't cause any change. The only reason I guess is just to show how messed up he truly is. And, and to show how he is dad. Homelander. 
He yeah. is Soldier yeah. Boy. They're all the exact same piece of shit. But well, then why ha- Why when he was in those flashbacks, he was like fighting it like, don't do this. Don't do it, Lenny. Don't do that. Don't uh, be like him. I think it's yeah. because it's, uh, it's asked the question of who's crazier, Homelander or Donald Trump, of somebody who's like whose brain is so addled that can you blame them for mm-hmm. all the terrible shit that they do? Or is Butcher worse, who has has the capacity to be like, what I'm doing is bad. I'm gonna do it anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one of the the coolest, scariest Carl Urban performance we've seen is him looking upset, learning the information from Starlight, and him turning on like it's butcher time to Huey. Like that mm-hmm. smile that he turned on, it's like oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> Got under I mean, the like skin that in the severe best narcissism, way. that severe like sociopath. You know, like, and I don't think it is sociopath. I think that like it is. It's evil. I think that he might be the most evil if we're going through the purest form of what evil means. I don't know if the most like it's I think it's what what it's because people are like, oh, it's political is I think it is showing how easy it is to lie to yourself and put blinders on and be like, my mission is most important. So the ends justify the means. Yeah. Based on where Butcher's from, are those peaky blinders? Those are the <laughs> peaky blinders put nope. Woo. And uh, answering a question from about a month ago, he's not British. He's from New Zealand, Carl Urban. There oh. we go. Thank you for answering. And, and Carl Rural is from Australia. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> I do. Um, it was the boys' cartoon that had like all the like cartoon violence was getting us getting to us, right? What do you mean what getting was, to us? Like it was hard to watch. Like they they do like the cartoon horror as terrifying as watching him like bash in um, uh, mind storms. Yeah. Like when we were watching like back Black Noir get the shit beat out of him by uh, Soldier Boy and all. Oh that yeah, stuff. and like, his even brains that were was, literally falling out. Yeah, mm-hmm. like their cartoon horror even is like intense and hard to watch. Okay, so you're not talking about diabolical. I thought you were talking about the boys. Yeah, cartoon. that's it. Was that right? Oh Where, yeah. But even here in this episode, the cartoon part of this episode was horrible to watch. Yeah, mm-hmm. and horrible. I'd say worse because they know what the with. So it's it's brutal watching Soldier Boy decapitate Mindstorm, but it's also what they can't show, and you can imagine it. Where it's with the cartoons, they're like, we can show everything. <laughs> yeah, we can baby. show Black Noir. We can show you reaching for your own brain to grow yeah, his brain to shove it back in. Ugh. Gross. <laughs> and this was sort of at the point before this episode. This was at the point where you're like, all right. Soldier Boy, I'm I'm gonna throw my chips behind him, I guess. I'm going to hope that he beats Homelander. And then they spent an entire episode saying, Hey bud, don't do that. Yeah. Well, and that's what's it's so interesting of like and this whole this whole season specifically is like here's why Huey sucks too, is he's still dumb as hell and believes in Soldier Boy and Paul Reiser had to be like, He didn't storm Normandy, we sent him yeah. two weeks later. Like But he still shocking. had to have belief. That yeah, Soldier Boy, of course, and the, like they, the the show is not subtle. I like I appreciate the show for tackling as many topics as it does, but the show is not subtle. It says straight up. Somebody says America is because America is great because we tell ourselves America is yeah, great, and we keep believing that lie. To be American means knowing you're the hero, so we sweep our filthy stuff under the rug and tell ourselves a myth like Soldier Boy. So what about this as a thesis for an episode? Every character. And I'm going to put Homelander, Soldier Boy, and Butcher over here. And I'm going to say every other character didn't move that far, but like came to terms with who they were mm. and did something. You know, like Kamiko saying, I need the compound V. Well, I think all the women had a lot of 
a lot to say in this episode. Like Kamiko, she's like, I have the choice and this is what I want to do and this is why I want to do it. And then we have Maeve coming in like, I am not scared of you anymore to Homelander because I saw and I this is one of the best days of my life because I saw you fearful, Fuck which yeah. I was like, Fuck yeah. yeah. And then, of course, Starlight coming in and, you know, capturing Homelander, say that he killed Supersonic and putting yes. that on social media, which she did not. Right. I don't think so, because I feel like we would have seen people reacting to it. That was like, a ploy. I don't yeah. remember who Supersonic was. Supersonic was her boyfriend from way back in the day oh. that Homelander just ripped apart and left on a uh, roof. Yeah, didn't he did kill her, him, right? Yeah, he did yeah. kill her. Oh, yeah. he definitely did it. Yeah. But I don't, think, I don't think Starlight was actually recording. I, think she, I thought she was. She was, because then he had to address the media afterwards. But yeah. he didn't. He, that was all because of Starlight's the, um, trickery. The PR girl was talking to him about it and how it had aired. Yeah. So it definitely she was live on that one. Um, mother's milk coming to terms with the fact that he will always be violent and does know, but does know how to knock out a fucking Trump ass piece oh, of shit. Idiot. Wow, <laughs> that was awesome. Um, Todd, I felt bad when they cut to his daughter's face and the daughter's face was like in horror. I was like, no, 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 respect this. You need to know the background <laughs> on this. So I was like, yeah. no, 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 no. Don't be. I know your dad. I, I know it's. Kind I know of your dad looks crazy, but I thought. <laughs> Based on that swing, I thought uh, M.M. was going to punch with his right hand and catch the jaw with his left hand. Oh. <laughs> yeah. It was quite a well, punch. His look was like, did I kill this guy? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but and, and then the big one, the biggest one, the obvious one, where it's straight up said, because the boys isn't great at subtlety, is Huey saying, oh, fuck, man. Like, I get it now. You know, like, I was following Soldier Boy. Now I understand. You know, like, we're all coming to terms with our reality and saying, are we going to believe the lie or we're going to believe the truth. And he would mm-hmm. be like, shit, I followed Soldier Boy. Even though I knew that he was a fucking actor. He's an actor with powers. Right. He's like Tom Cruise with powers. Or as I call him, Tom Cruise. <laughs> uh, that's all that he is. I thought that I thought that was a good running theme through the the entire episode. Yeah, and I think a, a subtler Huey realization, maybe not subtle, but like a sweeter Huey realization is like as much beef him and Butcher have had that like. If this isn't my boss. This isn't a coworker. Like I love this guy and him embracing that as well. Although I do think, and as of this recording, the uh, the boys episode is out, so we're going to stop recording. We're going to watch it and all together and enjoy it. I think there's only two ways this this can end: Huey uh, disavows Butcher, mm-hmm. or Butcher dies and Huey takes over the boys. I'd put my Do we know how that. much V that each of them has taken? Like we know way more than they should have. We yeah. know Butcher is definitely dead, but did Huey take more than one dose? I think Huey's taken yeah. three. Ah, three for three sure. To, we've seen three to point. five is lethal, is what Starlight said. Yeah, because yeah, he had the initial. From what we watched, he had the initial, and then this episode he also took. So I'm sure there's at least three. For, oh, I think it's, he had I Russia think it's of ten. Russia here, orgasm in here. We've seen Huey transport. There we go. Yeah, they're dying. Their, <laughs> their brains dying. are leaking, and it's not a sweet, gentle death. It's like no. they like spasm into puking blood, into mm-hmm. bad stuff. Lesions on the brain, I've heard, are bad. Yeah, <laughs> so I've heard. Um, are you guys excited for the finale? I know we talked about how we don't know. Like it was a weird pacing to do this one right before the finale, but are you still like looking forward to the finale? I. I am, except for the fact that uh, I know how money works, and mm-hmm. there can't be anything that changes the boys too much. You know, like, there are shows like Better Call Saul where, like, they're like, oh, we'll just change the entire mm. next season by doing crazy shit. Mm-hmm. I don't think the boys is going to kill Homelander or Black Noir 
Uh, maybe Huey or Billy the Butcher. So I don't know. I, I'm excited, but I don't think it'll be that crazy. I'm excited. It, it just came so fast for me. Where yeah. by the end, it's like what? Like I feel like everybody was so split apart in different missions that it didn't feel. It feels a lot more like wait, we're at the end versus like mm-hmm. momentum, momentum, mm-hmm. momentum. We're here, and that I mean, it is like Soldier Boy is now on Homelander's side. And so it is right. them. Oh, against, we didn't talk about the uh, the big twist, the big reveal that he is he came into a cup, and so oh, Homelander's yeah. his kid, uh, and so now he's like, yeah, I, w- I would have just stepped aside because that's what any dad would do. So he is not going to kill him. Uh, so hey, how is, the is the boy's going to get out of this pickle? <laughs> hey, Homelander, I'm your fucking father. <laughs> My name is Jensen Ackles, and I'm your fucking father. You were talking about reactions in uh, Reddit, and uh, my favorite reaction is all the straight men worrying about how much they love Jensen Ackles and like going down a deep rabbit hole of how attractive this man is. Is Jensen Ackles <laughs> the new Ryan Reynolds? Yeah. Of just the new straight- Jensen Ackles has always been fucking hot. Yeah. But <laughs> literally, well, shaggier hair and a beard is so much hotter than his like <laughs> mid-2000s spiky just in the front cut. I'll take it all. All, all is attractive. Yeah. Honestly, I didn't see it until he shot that fucking priest right in the face. <laughs> 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 Show me that soldier boy ass. (laughs) I say, fellas out there, worried, embrace it. Yeah, sexuality is a spectrum. It's a spectrum, guys. (laughs) Oh no, I'm attracted to one of the most attractive people in the entire world. Oh, what is this? Oh no, I keep drinking off into a cup, looking at Jensen Ackles, hoping that Homelander will someday (laughs) present himself for my splooge. It's fine. It's a sexuality. How'd you guys feel about Homelander milking that cow and just fucking taking a big chug out of that bucket? Uh, I was so worried that he was going to fuck it afterwards. Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh. That was the was... best, like the least disgusting thing that happened was him milking a cow gently and then drinking it out of a pail. I was Instead like, of like sticking his fucking yeah. super penis into the yes. udder yeah. and fucking the cow to death. The way he instantly looked at it, I was like, please fucking don't. Please don't. I like. Well, I, I gave the boys a clap at that point. <laughs> it's there was music and everything. I was yeah. like, fuck, he's gonna fuck the cow somehow. I took a you, victory lap. I was like, they didn't do it. They didn't. Because you guys don't remember or didn't see because you weren't watching then is that he would, when uh, the original leader of Vought when we started the show. Sucker titties. Yeah, no, so I remember that. Yeah. Okay, so you do remember. Yeah, but so, we yeah. remember the milk no, fetish. The milk fetish. Okay, I can remember. <laughs> and lactating, and he would pour her milk all over and still the lactate. Hell milk yeah. No, we, we yeah. still know it's a fetish thing, but he didn't physically penetrate a cow, yeah. and that's yeah. so big Typically, for the boys. the boys would do this way worse than they did. See, that's I like think they have form. levels. The Deep would fuck a cow. I don't think Homelander would do that. <laughs> the Deep, and, and if we're like picking nits here, I would say that the Deep's whole storyline is how the boys is a bad show. Uh, yeah. Like, yeah. well, let's just throw in squid fucking. Oh, it's just their squid game. They're trying to capitalize on squid. Oh, game. That, that's squid. And that made me uncomfortable that like him trying to force his wife into a threesome with him and the squid. And, like, and then the octopus like throws squid. a tentacle onto her leg. And uh, she's like, nope, nope, yeah. nope, 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 nope. It's a they they just like keep going back to the same joke with him too. I don't know the deep's purpose at this point. That's true. Like that feels like a Family Guy joke of Aquaman fox fish. Yeah, Yeah. and they just that's that's their one thing with this guy. They love it, and they're like, we're gonna bring him back every season for this joke. And I'm like, I guess I could have because they've done interesting things with what what were the rest of the seven? Noir, Maeve, A Train have all gone on interesting journeys, and the deep they could have cut season. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. But there's something they love that guy. Uh, he, maybe he's just a good hang, like the actor. Maybe he's just such a good hang. 
he has uh, fucking shit on them. He's got video of all of the creators of the boys fucking fish. <laughs> <laughs> and so they're like, all right, we'll keep you, but we're going to get it back at you. We're going to try to normalize this. Um, all right, that's all the time we have to talk about the boys. But you know what we do have time for? Time to talk about a website. Nobody wants to tell me about a website, but Mike... I've heard you do have a website. Damn it, I made eye contact at the last second. <laughs> yeah, dude. I put my head no. to the ground. Honestly, I knew I came into this one because of your comment last time about the boys. I was like, Mike's telling me about a fucking website. What did I say last time about the boys? <laughs> no, oh, the thing just... we covered already? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so now yeah, 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 yeah. it's website time, right. motherfucker. You know how we all used to love lollipops as kids? Loved them. And when was the last time you had a good one? Who who knows? Like dentists don't give out dum dums anymore, and I don't even know where to buy one. So that's why I'm having lolly dot pop. Lolly it dot is pop. Boutique, luxury, handmade, unique flavor lollipops. Okay. And how are these flavors unique? Well, what's a normal lollipop flavor? Cherry, grape. Fuck that. We don't brown. do cherry and grape <laughs> or brown. Yellow. We do like. Whiskey cedar. Ooh, okay. Sandalwood. Ooh. I'm trying to just remember <laughs> candles you. I've looked at. I love sandalwood. <laughs> the taste of sandalwood. It's the perfect taste. Can you channel umami into one of these? Yeah, u- umami is definitely right. one of them. Uh, Call it u- MSG. Yuzo. Lemon yuzo. Chicka uh, chicka cherry cola. Ooh. Wow, these are fun. These are fun. Um, next question. How do you make it boutique? What do you mean? Oh, that's in the packaging. It just looks Great. like wooden, like unbleached paper. I mean, that's what boutique means, right? Perfect. Yeah, essentially. And you but, gotta wrap it in like some fancy ass ribbon. Yeah, it's wrapped in fancy ass ribbon, handmade. It's me in my closet, just making all of these secret <laughs> recipe. Don't ask me for them, but just know that is love goes into all of them. You know what? You're not alone in that closet because I'm gonna give you, send you over to my friends, CyrusProud.net. They're gonna join you in that closet. They're gonna help you build this website. Um, that's because they. They work hand in hand with you. And also, they have drag and drop templates. If you want to try to handle it on your own, they're going to do that. I don't have time for that, Cassie, because I'm making these craft boutique. I'm making, like, you know, Jelly Belly? Like, I'll do surprise ones for, like, Halloween. I have, like, Booger Witch lollipops. Sure. Mm, Fun. Fun. Of course you do. But I'm sorry. I didn't realize you were putting this much work into it. I should have realized. So, uh, you know what? Completely hand it over to them. And they're going to handle everything. They're going to handle security, maintenance, speed optimization backups and they'll even migrate your website for free that's what they're gonna do for you okay um that's uh cybersprout.net your friends for a digital world thank you for lolly.pops <laughs> for lolly.pops coming up next the pull list we are back for the pull list where we talk about all the other shows we watched this week first show starting it off is umbrella academy on episode 304 of Umbrella Academy, the team returns Sloan back to the Sparrows with hope for peace and help for the end of the world. That obviously doesn't work when Ben asks for Heartland in return. Oh, and by the way, Klaus dies. Uh, in episode 305, Klaus comes back to life and might be the key to saving the team since he has the same tattoo as the founder of the universe. Oh, and... We got Pogo back, guys. What the Pogo's fuck? Back. I knew. Back. I knew Ryan wasn't watching this week, and when Pogo showed up at the end, I was like, "He's gonna be so fucking bummed." I was like waiting for us to all send out the text of yeah. like, "You have to watch this one specifically for that." Mm-hmm. Um, no, what I've what I've graduated to is go fuck yourself. You'll learn on air. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not letting you know. 
Even if I'm celebrating by myself, I will let no one know. <laughs> Badass, leather-jacketed, tattooing Pogo. How do we mm-hmm. feel about him? Well, that's what my taste was actually this. What do you feel? How do you feel about this monkey? <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't even realize we didn't get no, to No, it. no, I didn't either. <laughs> it's okay because I knew we were going to, I was going to say that and we weren't going to be able to stop ourselves because Pogo was not only here, he was in a leather jacket. Yeah. This is the most fuckable like- Pogo has ever looked. <laughs> Like he had his hair combed back, like suavecito, like Ryan, fucking sig in mouth. He's in like, like a Hell's Angels type biker bar in the back room tattooing people. Oh Members only. Like, I think he's like the runner of it, like the main dude he of it. Everybody like, was yeah. like, you got to see this guy. He's in the back tattooing. I'm and- developing a pogo stick. Just listen to this. <laughs> It was um, amazing, and I can't wait for us to get uh, all the details on what Pogo's been up to, how he got into this biker life, also how he ride that motorcycle. <laughs> can't wait. Um, if the whole episode is that, I would be extremely happy. Just, just a montage of him learning to ride the motorcycle, <laughs> like Michael from Getting Grease too. <laughs> like every time he's like, he gets on, he's like, oh, I believe I will ride this motorized bicycle, and then it falls over, and he's like, ah! <laughs> so good <laughs> also i don't know if his voice is gonna be as dignified yeah now he's biker pogo <laughs> but no, it's, maybe it's, he'll sound it's, like it'll Jason. be the same as like yeah when fraser goes into a dirty bar <laughs> maris uh i just assume he'll be like jason statham which is like the british biker gang guy right well, no, okay. like real cockney I can see that i could see that okay well, into that, too. I can't fuck away for the next episode, but we got to talk about these other two uh, besides Pogo. Um, we do have, um, we got the whole story. We got caught up with um, Heartland. Is that the kid's name? Yeah, Heartland. Heartland. H-A-R-L-A-N, I think. Not like okay. he's Harland. in the Heartland. I, I, but he I, was. I spell it Heartland. So. <laughs> like Harlan Williams. You guys know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We learned of Harlan, Harlan, whatever. We learned of that boy. <laughs> we learned of him. Um, were you guys like excited to get more with him, or did you want more them to work more with him instead of Victor? Yeah, when Pogo of- came back, were you guys excited that Harlan was here? I don't know. We can't talk about Pogo. Yeah, okay, Pogo sorry, right. that's right. that's the last Pogo thing I'm going to say for the, the rest ten seconds Pogo of was, episode yeah. five. No, but like, don't you find it hard to talk about Harlan when Pogo? You know what? I, I'm done. I know. That's it. I know. The Harlan stuff is interesting ish uh but no like i i out of all the plots and there's a lot jungling around right now and i, I assume he's the through line that's is kind of the thing i care least about and so this isn't the umbrella academy's fault so many shows do that is the last time we saw harlan he was eight a child and now he's 68 and mm-hmm. and i know he has you know he has spe- he he is he's uh neurodivergent uh but he should grow up a little more than he has. He's still like that eight-year-old kid and now a 60-year-old's body. And I, I wish he showed a little more maturity than still being like, oh, Victor, please help raise me again. And it's like, dude, you, you're an adult. You're, you're way older now than Victor. Maybe have some sort of agency and control of things. He has done some murders unintentionally and some trauma, too. So, you know, sometimes you just you just want to be taken care of. Once you're like, I've done, oops, he's done so many murders. Oops, I um, killed all your moms. <laughs> oops, yeah. I did it yeah. again. Yeah, the whole oops, I accidentally killed all your moms. Like, that was wild because, like, he just, like, felt 
them. Mm-hmm. He felt the Umbrella Academy, and then so he's like, I need to connect with them, and then murders their mom. Hey, murders. There's different ways to connect with people. <laughs> yeah. It was wild. We all try to connect in some way. And then his mom died the same time that their, all, their moms died then. Mm-hmm. Wild. 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 Hold. Uh, Mike, you said that's the least interested, or the part you're least interested in. What are you most interested in? I mean, Five and Lila are two characters yeah. I love, and having them hate each other and go on a time-traveling adventure... To figure out Fun. what's going on with the time bureau, I forget what it's called. Uh, and then so. being like hating each other, weirdly flirty, and both fighting against it because he's a thirteen-year-old. Like it, it's it's interesting to watch. And then him getting the itchies. I love this kid, this actor, whoever, just because he's the youngest the kid. The yeah. kid getting the time itchies, and then the farts, the time farts too. And it's like pretty in the background like he does a good job at just like when they land there he just like does a normal ear it's like any normal human would be and as it increases and then you're like oh, it's the time itchies uh mm-hmm. <laughs> like it, all of, all of that i thought was fascinating and then i don't know how well umbrella academy could handle this but i found it very interesting to attack it that diego and allison seemingly for the first time being siblings have finally talked about being the only poc in the family and how their lives are inherently different than all their white siblings and mm-hmm. what that means for them and how they need a different outlet than everybody else so they go beat the shit out of a redneck bar <laughs> <laughs> yeah do you mean like the 1982 film 48 hours it, very similar to they, they go into that kind of bar ryan yeah. and then all they do is like can we get a drink and then the minute somebody sneers at them they go i guess and then beat the <laughs> fuck out of this bar <laughs> the um I don't know why these two episodes it got for me like it just like it's always been the thing with Umbrella Academy but where like the whole thing is always that you know they don't work as a team um they're never together never on the same page mm-hmm. and like each season it seems like they learn and then they go right back to it and that kept happening like five times like throughout the episode like every time you went to a new character they'd be like oh we got to do this and then the new person would walk in and be like oh i got to go this way and they would be the other one would be like we got to stay together mm-hmm, and they'd right. be like no i got my own plan i'm going to go do this and that ha- happened at least like multiple times throughout each episode and i was like this is getting too much now i think it's it's getting to the point where it's annoying me because we know klaus has more information than anyone and mm-hmm. yet no one's talking to him or he's tells someone and they just blow him off mm-hmm. yeah. like with 5 he saw his dead self who he thought was him who had a tattoo the same tattoo that klaus has mm-hmm. and but he's like that's me but there's no confirmation that that actually was him so was that klaus is klaus no more in the room upstairs there's a door yeah that has the same tattoo thing like there everyone has all the pieces to put it together but no one is no one's working together mm-hmm it is frustrating. Like, five taking off and not telling any of them that the briefcase, while they're like, I guess we should make the deal for the briefcase. Yeah. But mm-hmm. anytime I'm annoyed, and, like, maybe this is giving the show too much because I, I like it in general, is in their world, they've only all made up 20 days ago. Like, these yeah. three yeah. seasons have been 20 days in their world. So, like, if they were all hunky-dory, that would not track. I guess that's true. But I guess people, like, that feels dramatically uh, convenient for people to keep information away from each other versus like the stuff that feels real and is frustrating in a good way is Allison just going off the rails and yeah. being like, let's murder everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This, she went off the as rails if she so was quickly. Scooby-Doo. So, so quickly. Real quick. And I want to jump Raven in and Luther. say like, is this a part of the way you guys are watching it? Like 
week by week. Yeah. yeah. Are they are they not caring about this shit because they know that people are doing this in a day or two? I Probably. think if we had all three seasons and we were able to binge all of them in one day, it would make a lot more sense than watching these over the past, you know, even couple weeks. Yeah. It, it gets made for binging because the, the time does feel longer because we're in it longer than they are. Yeah. Which is weird. Um. Unfortunately, that's all the time we have to talk about. Uh, did we all get all of our pogo feelings out? I think so. And there will Great. be a lot more next week. Um, oh, I'm to- back watching it next week. <laughs> if pogo's here, I'm here. Biker pogo. Let's go to moments of the week. Caitlin, what's yours? Uh, mine is Layla. When uh, Five and Layla were you know, in the time era, they were describing what's going on with the world. And they said that the universe was collapsing like a rectum, is what Layla said. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like and, a- and then Five was like, yeah, essentially. And I was like, I felt that. I felt that, guys. Yeah, that was in, the, in between their bicker. And he was just like, you know what? No, it is kind of like a prolapse anus. You're right. Yes. Yep. We, that's, that is a good segue. Not that we're segueing. But uh, in Umbrella Academy, it looks like a rectum. In Ms. Marvel, it's a vagina. Mm. So <laughs> did we, get, we have to talk about how these body parts are becoming portals we simply have to talk we about simply this. have to Cassie. should we not <laughs> the people would be furious if we did it it looked um, like a vagina mike what's your moment of the week from umbrella academy uh we barely talked about it so we we're like oh class died class died because stanley diego's son uh yeah. killed him with a spear gun yep and yeah. then he gets diego and it's a very heartwarming moment diego's like i won't hate you no matter what i'll help you clean up my dead brother's body uh and then the concierge of the hotel sees what they're doing he's like what What's going on? He goes, we're playing a game. What's it called? He goes, guy in a carpet. And the concierge goes, I hope you win. And just walks away <laughs> as they have a corpse in a carpet. And I'm like, all right, show. And then Diego's response of like, Klaus is right. I fucking love this place. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, my moment of the week, obviously Pogo. Gotta be. Next week, Pogo. Love that little guy. Can't wait for him. Umbrella Academy is on Netflix. You've probably already watched it. But watch the finale with us next week. Uh, our final show the pool list this week is Miss Marvel. This week on Miss Marvel, we see Aisha and Hassan meet, fall in love, have a kid, and try to escape the partition while learning Kamala was the stars that saved her grandma all along. Meanwhile, in the present, the portal opens and Najma continues to make decisions that make total sense, killing herself to close the only thing we've known her to care about this whole show. Taste Buds, I ask you this. This week, the world fell in love with Aisha and Hassan falling in love. Do you get it? Or do the reactions feel overblown? Have you seen the internet this week? I liked it because they're attractive people. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and that's literally a couple it. of lookers. I'm a, I'm a smoke show with a bum leg. I grow roses. <laughs> a smoke show fell into my garden of roses. Should we kiss? Yes, Let's you banter. I was yeah. seeing, like, yeah. best love story in the Marvel Universe. And not, albeit there's not a lot of great ones, but, like, we saw them for 20 minutes. Calm down. It, they didn't... They didn't get to build that much. Like, it was literally like, you're in my flowers, and all of a sudden she was like, here's a cane for you. Also, I'm pregnant Zoom out pregnant. But, like, (laughs) it was almost, like, uh, sexless in that the dude was like, oh, that reminds me of some poetry I've read. Cut to pregnant. Like, oh, your poetic words have made me pregnant. In my experience, that is not how poetry works. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you you just lost your pregnancy. (laughs) (laughs) The poetry abortion. (laughs) <laughs> poetry in art, like poetry is not an art unto its own. It's stupid and worthless. But well. in other arts, like poetry in film, it it's, it's incredible. Right <laughs> incredible. Don't you agree, Mike? I, I agree that poetry is incredible, yes. No, not what I said. And then it's a cutaway because Aisha was like, Shh, stop. 
And then the next time Hammer's you see them, she's pregnant. And then she danced like MC Hammer for 10 minutes. And that is a turn on. <laughs> <laughs> That's the ultimate poetry. I do. Uh, so I think it is at least half of this episode. We didn't have um, Kamala. Kamala. Mm-hmm. Do you guys, did you miss her when you were in this story? Or were you completely fine being in this whole new area? See, we talked about this last week because uh, we were missing Bruno and Nakia. Nakia. And we were like, no, it's fine. And then in this one, I didn't miss them. One, because who cares? And two, because I wasn't totally clear on the family tree. Mm-hmm. And so I spent the first half of this like being like, who Piecing is it together? mom? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And then once I finally got it, the whole show came together. And all of a sudden, like Kamala's like, oh, my God, I'm at a train station. Yeah. So it worked. The all the train station moments always they do really good at bringing the anxiety of being in that moment. Like those are hard to watch because I'm just like fuck. They gotta get on that fucking train. Everybody gets on that fucking train. I don't understand, Cassie, what you're talking about. I watched a father lose his three year old daughter and not know where she was, and I was totally fine watching. (laughs) You were stone cold fine. Did not affect me at all. I don't know why it affected you, but. I was being like, this is good entertainment that is enjoyable for all people, and it had no effect on me whatsoever. You're like, I feel bad for whoever this is connecting <laughs> it's with. It's not me, so <laughs> fucking, I don't give a shit about these characters. <laughs> but I do love the tie-in of how it was actually Kamala that was able to um, Did that surprise you? No, it didn't surprise me. Did not me, the but... minute we saw a train at some point, and we've already heard the story numerous times, that Star's letter, I was like, oh, she, Kamala's going to do that. She's the star. You know what? Yeah. <laughs> You know uh, what? I guess because I don't read fucking poetry. I didn't get it from day fucking one, okay? <laughs> I thought she was going to say, I didn't get it from Dave fucking Eggers. Because, Mike, you seem like a guy who reads Dave Eggers. Uh, you know what? I'm, I'm going to back up Cassie here. We probably could have all seen it coming if we thought about it, but we didn't. The show tricks you into not. And the fact that Kamala provided the stars, come on. Magical moment, right? Adorable. Okay? Adorable. All right, Mike? Adorable? Adorable. Thank you. <laughs> That's that's friendship is cornering somebody into saying that the word adorable. <laughs> adorable, right? I feel like this show, like last week, I think I said the same thing. It just keeps telling us the same stories over and over and over again, but just showing us like from different angles. But it doesn't really add too much to it. Like I feel like I've heard the story, and this could have been condensed like now maybe you two episodes. Lived the story, I <laughs> did, and we could have done this in two episodes and gotten more like more something else yeah we have one episode left yeah i feel like we got i I don't know i I don't feel like we've gotten a lot from the show they've had a rush so much stuff yeah to make room for this kind of shit well like i mean that sounds derogatory when you say this kind of shit like exploring other cultures mike is that what you that's what you don't know like. i the the kamala and her mom and her grandma all that stuff i love the, these actors love are doing a great job when they're on scene their plot their family stuff is doing a great job anytime the clandestine are involved in any way shape or form it is drool drool not drool well now the clandestine Grueling. are done Gruel so. city and yeah well, and her, think- for her to be like i'll kill anybody to do this one thing all i need to do this thing i stab my sister i'll kill anybody i'll kill this little girl i'll kill this whole wedding i'll, do- <laughs> 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 I'll fucking abandon my boy and then Kamal's like, what about your boy? And she's like, oh, you know what, right? I guess I'll kill myself. Fuck that. Uh, two points. One, before we get to that point, Mike, uh, I think the hammering home of mothers and daughters are mothers and daughters, no matter what mm-hmm. year it is, is important. Yes. I think that that's the thing that the show has been doing well. The clan destined the whole thing of like, oh, I'm going to leave you, my son, Kamran. No, I regret that. No. 
Uh, my sacrifice will shut down this vagina portal. <laughs> oh, I didn't <laughs> think that would work, but it definitely did. Why did it shut? Why did why did the first person who well, run up the portal? You just killed the first person. Didn't shut yeah, down anything. But, it made no sense. But I'm coming up to you saying, "Oh shit, I'm going to save my son." Therefore, this will shut the portal it's down. All the portal you like, it's you know it's all how uh, the power you, of love cures some things. This is that. I uh, So what I'm saying is that you should look past the bullshit and enjoy the good parts of this show. Fucking enjoy the, it. The bullshit adorable, Mike? Just keeps cr- adorable. <laughs> the bullshit just keeps... The volume keeps turning louder and louder. And, and what I'm seeing is if this whole show was... You could still do all the family stuff and you could still do the cultural stuff. But have it be Kamala versus Damage Control, which is what I think the finale is going to be. It would have been a cleaner, tighter, more enjoyable experience. Yeah. uh, In this episode, we watched the writers say, uh, we don't know what to do with these characters. Uh, We fucked up. We shouldn't have put them in. Let's get rid of them. Is everybody cool with that? (laughs) And what a disservice uh, to these actors and this character. Yeah. Yeah, there is, um, again, because I didn't read poetry, I might be too dumb for this. Um, did the mom not possess her son, or did she just pass on her powers to him? Yeah, so when the moms die, because I mean, like, uh, the gra- great-grandma did this, too, mm-hmm. to beat Bita? Is that the... I don't know. The, the grandma and the great-grandma, she mm-hmm. did pass it on to her as well. So I don't know if it's like, the, the power doesn't come until it's passed on, mm-hmm. maybe. And then Kamran got the power from his mom. But it was like, she walked in... To the portal that looks like a vagina, and then it all <laughs> it, like it separated, and it was like as it separated out, it got weaker. But then mm-hmm. he still got hit by it, which, yeah. which means he still has powers. And then he went to Bruno's house, and I don't know if he's supposed to be the villain now or not. Because the reaction, the interaction with Bruno was weird, and the fact that like the drone came after him, and he immediately knew was like, oh, I've been followed, and knew like what to do, felt weird. Well, and, so damage yeah. control, and we we haven't seen them. It feels like in a couple episodes has been hunting all of these people for a while. So yeah. the shows are like, remember that? Are we cool? Just remember that. We don't want to do okay. the work, but remember that, please. Oh, Here's okay. what I want. I How about this? It. I forgot. <laughs> Can I ask this? No. This. Okay, you can ask it. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> this episode marks the end of the Ms. Marvel series that we should have never seen. And the next episode is the first episode of a teenage drama where she's worried about her crush on Bruno, her crush on Comron. We don't know what's going to happen. Her powers have been developed. And it's just a teenage show. And she just has the best fucking mom in the world there yeah. to offer advice. Fuck yeah. And All now the that. mom knows her secret too. So she can go to her mom and her mom doesn't have to worry Guys, about it. Guys, that's her. not going to make the best mom. That's going to make a more neurotic, more crazy mom. <laughs> yeah, we've <laughs> seen gonna... like they had a moment and understand each other better. But we've still seen her mom, how she's been. Uh, <laughs> that it, It's good that they got through this hump. Like they can relate. But also she's not going to be cool. Yeah. But now she knows how she can always find her on her phone at any time. <laughs> that There's is no way that like can go spyware back. for teenagers. <laughs> I love the family stuff. Yeah, it's it's always the best part of this. I, I think thinking about Ms. Marvel is: Do you go from the bottom and say like this did so much right, I like it, or do you go from the top and say this did so much wrong, I can't like it? I don't love this show. It's like the weakest of the Marvel shows that we've gotten so far. Caitlin Moon Knight. Caitlin Falcon <laughs> I, and Winter Soldier. Okay. Falcon, oh, and, Winter Falcon Soldier. and Winter Soldier. No. Also, Hawkeye that had dope I would choreography. Place. Hawkeye rules. Are you kidding me? Well, Hawkeye wasn't great. Not great. Not a big show. <laughs> How about, I bet you $5, Mike, that Hawkeye is not nominated for a single. Shushy. Bet time. 
I'll bet you five dollars. I love the. I I agree with Mike. I love the family stuff, but everything else, it I, it should have just lived as a family show and then like thrown in superhero. Why do we have to t- like, like plot line after plot line? After yeah, plot line after I'm plot line. an origin. I'm exhausted. Fuck I want more family. <laughs> this is what superhero TV show has done to us. We now just want family. <laughs> yeah. Why can't they just you know have what? a good dinner together? <laughs> I actually just want to call my own family. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> I want my mom. <laughs> I've just started rewatching the OC because that's all I want. <laughs> I watch Smallville because it's Clark Kent. <laughs> oh my god, both need- you two are equally <laughs> disgusting. <laughs> they were like, I have a chance to plug something. Old. I've been holding on to this since the moment we started this. <laughs> can we? We can reveal this now, right? Like Mike and I can talk about this. Uh, Caitlin, do you want me and Mike to talk to Rachel and uh, Mindy? About yes. you getting on Smallville? Yes. Do it. Yes. We're, we're on celebrity podcast now. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so yeah they, and they all know. They all know. Other. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. So they probably like, heard my Tom. voice. You know? Michael. I think we have a better chance of getting Caitlin on uh, Ashley Green's podcast. That's what I'm <gasps> Oh, thinking. yeah. Either, We've either been one. in her studio. Yeah. Uh, wow. We sat there and smelled all the chairs. Well. <laughs> Shut your mouth. I'm sorry. <laughs> don't so, don't so release sorry. that info. Um, all right, let's go back to Miss Marvel and let's go to moments of the week. Uh, Mike, what do you got for it? I already said I like the mom and daughter stuff. So a, a, a moment at this point was like, I think this, this episode pissed me off that I enjoyed is Kamran and Bruno meeting again. And we find out not just that Kamran feels truly bad that he thought his name was Brian the whole time. He's trying to bond with this weirdo inventor kid. He knows they have nothing in common except liking the same girl. He sees his Nikolai Tesla poster and says, "Your car guy as well." <laughs> I was just like, "All right, also, Joe. Yeah. All right." Yeah. Also, read the room. Like he realizes and takes it to heart that he's been calling him the wrong name the entire time. Yes. And then says, "Man, you don't know what it's like to be abandoned by your parents, dude." <laughs> as he's like, "I'm also an orphan. <laughs> I have no parents too." Like, Comron sucks. That's how I know he's not the villain, though, because he showed some. He's sort so of dumb. Humor. Have we also have we all always known that Bruno didn't have parents? No, yeah. I don't. Well, he sleeps we? in a Seven Eleven. So yes. yeah, no adult would a, let his kid do that shit. Fifteen-year-old who's parents? a part owner. <laughs> yeah, like he's responsible I, for that. shit. That was like the the thing I got out of this was like. Wait, Bruno has no parents? Bruno has no parents. Bruno has we don't talk parents? about Bruno, neither does the show. We don't so. talk about Bruno. Great. See, I, I can't do that about Bruno. I feel like people would get upset. <laughs> I mean, it's just my voice. <laughs> it's my voice. <laughs> Stinky. <laughs> Caitlin. <laughs> that is from the Patreon. You can't, yeah. Yeah. Right. We I want to know why somebody said we Stinky. We don't talk about Stinky. Go become a patron. <laughs> Caitlin, what's your moment of the week? Uh, mine is uh, Kamala when she saves her grandma and helps to get her on the train and reunite her with her dad. And she it's also adorable. And it's adorable. She yeah. also sees her grandma, or great grandma Aisha, mm-hmm. just straight up die. Um, as her grandma is dying, though, she does get a picture of the family, like the only picture of the full family, which is like the yeah. Polar Express bell in the pocket. Like this is proof that I did travel through time. It wasn't a dream. I brought this back. I never read out Word Up magazine. <laughs> Mike, you never read a single issue. Of Word I Up never magazine. read a single because it wasn't a dream. <laughs> Ryan, what's your moment? Wait, I didn't finish. <laughs> I thought it was the picture. Bring oh, it back. It was the picture when she brought it back. <laughs> And that's it. Oh, wait! When <laughs> when she gave it back to the grandma, and the grandma's reaction to it. Oh, that yes. Was the part was it adorable? It was adorable. Great. What adorable. about when the grandma started masturbating? <laughs> Not adorable. <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Why do grandmas have such stinky portals? 
<laughs> Absolutely not. Ryan, what's your moment of the week? <laughs> uh, my moment of the week is a classic mom line. That's what I'm doing for this entire show. Because so many times she's like annoying and overbearing. But in this one, she comes in and she's like, Kamala, do you have powers? Who is that boy? Like immediately (laughs) disregards the fact that her daughter has superpowers and says, who is that strange man that you are with? If, if, if you find out your kid has powers, but at the same time you see a kid their age, uh, pull a bandana over his mask and start to run away. I think that is also going to pull your focus. (laughs) Also moms know this thing. Which is kind of gross, but like, if you're with an ugly boy, they don't care. Like, if you're with Bruno, they're like, yeah, hang out. But if you're with a, a boy that that From the mom red considers society. handsome, yeah, with a fucking red dagger. Well, you can tell he has abs. Who's that boy? <laughs> That's my uh, moment of the week, Cassie. That's a good one. Uh, mine is is Mike's. It's also uh, when he is looking around, Kamran is straight up looking at the most nerdy fucking room you've ever seen in your life. He's like, oh, nerd shit, nerd shit, uh, Tesla? And that was my moment of the week. There's a moment where Bruno looks back at him and it's like, good joke. And then yeah. sees that he's not joking. And yeah. like, holy shit. He's what like, a oh, fucking damn. moron. <laughs> uh, Miss Marvel is Wednesdays on Disney+. Plus. That is it for the pull list, which means it's now time for Extaz. Welcome to Eggs Tasmania, bitch, a mini show within a show where we take an in-depth episode-by-episode look at Fox's seminal and underrated early morning soap opera from the mid-90s X-Men the Animated Series. On Good and Evil Part 1, we open up to our old friend Cable just wandering in the woods with some beefy friends trying to find Apocalypse, guys. Right at the beginning, we're in some real things. Most importantly, not just Cable, but his fucking hot-ass son, Tyler. (laughs) Tyler Tyler is back. It's 5,000 years in the future, and the name Tyler is still there. I would have thought for sure that Cable was so dedicated to making sure that the the present and the future works okay, that Mutant Hood survives, that he would dump his bitch-ass son, Tyler. Well, the last time we saw Tyler, he was like 10, right? So Tyler's all grown up. All grown up. I guess. Full beefcake. And I was so, like, they literally, like, there was, like, I once I saw it was Cable, and there was another beefy guy. I was like, oh, my God. Did they do it? Is that going to be Tyler? And it was. It was Tyler. They gave us everything right off the bat. And then not only do we have Cable and Tyler, we also have motherfucking Apocalypse. They are there to get into Apocalypse's pyramid because apparently that's where he slumbers or something. I don't know. Well, Apocalypse was born in ancient Egypt times. Okay. Right? Mike, isn't he the first mutant? He is the first. Eben Unser. First meeting, born in ancient Christ. Egypt times. Jesus and he still. Oh, believes- I'm the nerd. Okay. <laughs> Evanson nerd over here. Uh, he still believes in hardcore pyramid technology. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, look, it's a pyramid he, scheme. When, when you're 10, you know how you're like, this is going to be my style forever. <laughs> he just really lived by that. And they've, they've done hundreds, based on hundreds of years of work, because Apocalypse is real the world, they're like, he slumbers once every two centuries, and this is one of those days. Oh, yeah. Before we get to that pyramid part, though, uh, Cable says something like, to his whole team of pouched, shoulder-padded warriors, <laughs> uh, he's like, um, we're going to get in there, and uh, we're, we're going to fucking do it. We're going like, to make it, and we're, like, we're, we're, we're not going to die, or if we die, then we're just going to do it, <laughs> and, like, and we're not going to leave. And then... It cuts to Tyler, and Tyler does this punchy motion of, like, or we don't leave it all. (laughs) And then it cuts back to Cable, just being like, fucking Tyler. (sighs) How was this not your mom's weekend? (laughs) (laughs) Should have left you on the other planet. 
But yeah, so they do go, um, this is the time to get into the pyramid. They think it's going to be foolproof. Turns out it's booby-trapped and Apocalypse wanted cable the whole time. Watch a mummy movie. Obviously. Guys, it's booby-trapped. There's always, as soon as you walk in there, it's going to throw some stuff at you. Of course it is. Um, But it does Apocalypse wanted cable because he wanted teleportation powers, obviously. And then um, once he receives the teleportation powers, he has a little existential crisis, I believe. It's like... <laughs> Not just teleportation powers. He, his, his teleporting through time. It's yeah. his time travel powers. He's like his time travel. Sorry, sorry. And which his time travel powers were a traveling computer is what he called yeah. it. Yeah, in his wrist. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. The, a little computer. Com- Mike, Cassie, do you guys remember Cable's Tattoo? I thought he talked to his tattoo, and he was like, uh, "Time slide by three. Yeah, there's like a little girl on his shirt on his uh, shoulder. Not in the cartoon. No. I what, am I making so. that up? You're making that up. He he has like the wrist, like the Buzz Lightyear to the rescue wrist thing he talks to, and like a big square of it falls off when he's fighting <laughs> Apocalypse, and Apocalypse goes yoink. <laughs> this is mine now. <laughs> but this is like a, a do- trap door opens on his wrist, yeah, and a computer comes out, mm-hmm. yeah, and then Apocalypse yoinks it, yeah, and then. Cable Science. says, uh, I don't care if you go back in time. There will always be people fighting against you. And that's when Apocalypse like spirals. Yeah. And do we buy this? Is this like a is this like a ploy? Or was Apocalypse really having a moment here? N- nobody has ever told Apocalypse, people will always fight against you. Disgusting MAGA <laughs> piece of shit. Yeah, I think it was a true moment. And then also, so we had two great sad Ben moments we have apocalypse during this breakdown and then apocalypse just pieces out and cable's like he didn't even like feel the need to kill me like- uh cassie <laughs> i believe he said apocalypse didn't even finish me off <laughs> <laughs> which give me a happy ending before you take off i think that both me and his son tyler thought wait you wanted apocalypse to jerk you off right before he left he's got of those course. tubes what can they do <laughs> but no this is sad boy future men right like yeah. this is all right, Two. should we all stop this podcast and just start writing a new comic? <laughs> Sad boy, future man. Yes. These are two guys being like, man, nothing I do matters. Yeah. Like, the fact that Cable was not killed by Apocalypse really fucks Cable up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he really was like, I guess I'm nothing now because this dude didn't want to kill me. Like, I have no effect on his future or anyone's future, not even Tyler's. Like, kill me now? Crazy. He was like, Cable? Am I Cable? HDMI cable? Yeah. I believe is a quote from the show. <laughs> Direct quote. Um, but y- then we go, this is when things start to get a little wacky because now that he does have time travel powers, um, we go back to, I call them the punk rock X Men. This yeah. is when Storm yes. and Wolverine are together. It's, um, oh, do you mean uh, a lot of footage from previous X Men yeah, episodes? Yeah. Yeah. This season is all about <laughs> recycling. And they made it black and white, yes. so I guess that counts. We get a black I and white. I thought my TV was broken. Yes. <laughs> Did you it hit the side of it a couple times? <laughs> Blow on it, move the bunny ears. We go back to 1959, when punk rock Logan and Storm, who are married, are with Bishop, mm. and they just saved a very young, but still bald, Charles Xavier. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so important to note, still bald. And then um, after that one, I think that's when Bishop then gets put into space with mirrors. Okay, this is... I need to talk to all three of you very seriously. (laughs) Yes. I try so hard on podcasts. I try to be as analytical as possible. I try to be as entertaining as possible. Yeah, that shows. But when Bishop lands in this time zone thing, he meets a person named Bender. (laughs) Is that just me? Is that just what I am? 
Not only is this the most annoying character. Wait, Mike, hold on. Explain Bender for me, please. Bender uh, is a Dr. Seuss character. Yeah, he's like his crazy. But also big like Robin Williams, but giant... also like Bobcat Goldthwait. Oh, it's, yeah. like, it's it's if Bobcat Goldthwait did a terrible Robin Williams impression uh, while being really into Freakazoid, the early '90s cartoon. <laughs> that is Bender. And you know how when I roll up a dope like hmm. guitar, yeah, this is me and Ryan. That's what it felt like. I'm Bishop and Ryan is Bender. <laughs> Did everyone feel like they identified with Bender? Because I also no, Cassie, I think Cassie and me are bishops. Ah! Cassie, <laughs> Cassie and Mike are bishop for sure. You're either a bishop or you're a Bender, and that's this show. <laughs> I think that's why we we had to add Caitlin to the podcast. Yeah, because <laughs> Cassie would spend all day at home with Caitlin and then come and record the show with me. And I think she was going insane. <laughs> she was going insane. She was going insane. Yeah, the true Bender. Um, so they do have Bender is now, he can see things through space or through these mirrors. And he sees um, Scott's and Jean's wedding and tries mm-hmm. to get to it. At which point he can't get through. And Bender's like, haha, joke's on you. We're stuck here forever. Well, which. Cassie, I think he said that in multiple different ways. What are some <laughs> of the voices he used? <laughs> Is of course Hulk Hogan out of nowhere. He's like, "Hey, brother, can't get in there." <laughs> There's a whole bunch of impressions out of this guy, um, but since he can't go, we do of course still go to that wedding. Of course, we have to see that beautiful wedding with we a big get- banner that says "Congratulations." Mm-hmm. Like every good no- wedding, yeah. Look There's at banner, no names Scott. on the banner. <laughs> It's just it just says congratulations. <laughs> Did you guys see how fucking mopey Wolverine and Morph oh, yeah. looked in oh, the yeah. seats? Oh wait, mm-hmm. and I didn't see Morph. I looked Morph, away probably for like a brief second. Morph, who <laughs> was two seats down from Wolverine, but both of them, and I assume because Worf also wants Wolverine to fuck Gene, both looked so <laughs> pouty with their arms crossed. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, when Bender came on screen, were you like, were you thinking like, oh, Ryan thinks Morph is annoying? Wait till they get a load of this guy. I forgot about Bender. I think I had erased him from my mind. And I truly, I was like, we've met Mojo. We've met Leech. We've met so many annoying characters. And fucking this guy. It's like their creators went, they have no idea how annoying we can get. (laughs) How annoying the 90s can be. But I mean, like, Professor X is loaded, right? Yes. Apparently, yeah. He's got to be. Uh, school in Westchester, uh, probably with a high tuition. He's mm-hmm. he's breaking in all that cash. Can't afford legs, but uh, other than that, like he's he's making so much money. This is the wedding. He, like this is like this well, looks like a oh. fucking wedding thrown in American Legion. I've been yeah. to one of those. They're bleak. They. <laughs> it's sure he does not care about his students, even though he says my two original students. He does not care. He makes them X Men brand their wedding cake. Yeah, the wedding cake has the X Men X all over. <laughs> The, the wedding is seems like it's so short and boring and like did you notice like the background characters are the same like oh yeah the same? it's like rogue and storm as maids of honor or what are the uh, yeah. bridesmaids? Uh, bridesmaids bridesmaids <laughs> and then six of the exact same women that I thought it was uh, Emma Storm's cuckoos <laughs> like some they, redheaded girl yeah. And there were, there, she was just the background character for everything. And not even fucking Jubilee. Jubilee has to sit in the seat. And she's like, this redhead we've never met is fucking one of the bridesmaids. <laughs> also, Jubilee's in like the like the tiniest, frilliest dress. Yeah, it's like where you like put the flower girl in. It's like, yeah. oh, yeah. And they're all getting, they're getting punched from ladles. Like, that's that's not a real party thing. Punch from ladles? Like, no. I'm going to oh. I've been to an bowl? East Coast wedding that it was at a VA, and it was everybody bring a dish, please. So this is, <laughs> oh. this is how some of the- A potluck wedding? E- e- either the East Coast is, like, super high, 
Let's buy out the Empire State Boat and get married at the top of it. Or it's, hey, everybody chip in a little. <laughs> so I totally buy into this. I think that a good mutant power or a good mutant codename would be Potluck. That just steals a little bit of powers from everybody. That'd be dope. Oh, that's so good. It's a good one. All right. Uh, save that for Sad Boy Future Man. <laughs> the, so we do have all the classics of wedding here. Punch, cake, Wolverine threatening Scott while taking cake. Of yes, course, has to happen. Uh, no, yes, like, with his claw. It's a classic of like, if you're marrying the bride, then the brothers, your new brothers-in-law come up and say, you better take care of her. But Wolverine's like... If you fucking, if anything fucking happens to her, I will put a claw through your fucking eyes, you piece of slim shit. And then I'll fuck shit. your widow so quickly. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, they're the X-Men. So many things have already happened to Gene. Like, yeah. what does he, what is he thinking with this threat? Like, Could, he's been around when Gene has been Scott in takes danger. care of her. Could it's she have Scott's one good fault. day? Well, <laughs> no. If you watch, if you watch the rest of the episode, Scott does not take care Scott, of her. But at, right now, Scott not. takes care of her. It's, uh... You know, one of the saddest moments in this whole series is Rogue catches the bouquet, and then she goes, well, a lot of good that's going to do me. <laughs> this yeah. is the mopiest wedding of all time. And Nobody's having fun. I blame the rest of the episode on Storm. Do you know why? Why? She curses the wedding, because she turns to Rogue and says, it's crazy how smoothly this has been going. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then the nasty boys show up. They, they instantly both get knocked out the minute she says that. <laughs> The fucking nasty boys. It literally like cuts to. There should have been like a fucking record scratch or some shit. Like it was a perfect moment, and then the nasty boys do show up. They um, <laughs> Cyclops and Gene get in their car and drive seven feet yeah. before the nasty boys destroy their car. And that's when like they get attacked, and everybody's like, "How could this happen?" And Professor X is like, I dropped the the shields around the mansion for the wedding. And yeah. I was like, fucking why? It's a wedding. Like you can. And there's like shit. if you were gonna drop the there. shields, why do it there? My wedding present to you is dropping the shields. Hope nothing happens. <laughs> it's so I their parents wouldn't the get powerful. shot by metal guns or whatever. I assume. Did- and, yeah. and when the Nasty Boys came back, did you guys remember all their names? Absolutely not. Not a single one. I didn't even remember they were Nasty Boys, and I love that name. <laughs> I remember. I did not remember they were called Nasty Boys, but there's the one, and they didn't say it. This episode, they called him George, because in between season three oh, and season four, they learned you shouldn't call somebody Tar Baby anymore. <laughs> now, his name is George. Yeah. I also think no, you should George. not call anybody George. <laughs> they did hard rebranding. They were like, oh, fuck, uh, George. George is what it's now. <laughs> there's Slab... But- there's Harry Ball. There's oh, Ham Hawk. <laughs> There's Sputz and Foot. There's Chinny Chin Chin. But uh, we do have all these all these boys, and they do have the power of time travel somehow. Um, so they do. Their goal is to take. They take the whole car. Beefy Boy just takes Gene, Car, Scott, all of them, and then they throw. And they walk down seventeen feet. <laughs> yeah. Like they grab them, and they're like, they'll never catch us, and they walk. Half a mile uh-huh. away from the wedding, and be like, "Now we're never, we're ne- we'll never be caught." All the X Men are like, "They disappeared. We just, they're, we don't know what happened. They're off our property. Uh, mm-hmm. it's, I don't know what to do." I mean, actually, I was going to solve this problem, but uh, the chicken dance just came on, and I do have to dance. Yeah. He's playing so. my tune. <laughs> but uh, they do throw Gene through a portal, leave Scott. And um, I think that's when everyone sort of like breaks up and then uh, they kind of like go on their own little search missions. And then we get another visitor, guys, another fucking OG homie who we love, Mr. Sinister. Mr. Sinister. Before Sinister shows up, we need to stop this. Is uh, X tells Jubilee, he says, get rid of the guests. Oh, and yeah. she says, sure, I'll think of something. 
bitch, they all just watched what happened. You don't need to think. They all know to, you're yeah. the X-Men. They know. What do you need to think of? Hey, you also, guys like, see that crazy stuff that happened? You should leave now. I want a spinoff, a Jubilee spinoff, where it cuts to her own show, and it's her sitting on a like a, a stoop for 30 minutes, being like, oh, I got it, and then asking people to leave. That would have been the entire episode. Can you, um, the wedding is done. Can you please leave? <laughs> oh, Jubilee, what a hero. What a hero you are. Also, they were just attacked. Do you need to tell people to leave, or are people naturally right? going to fucking leave? What do you leave? need to yeah. think of? The door's that way. <laughs> But yeah, so we found out uh, Sinister is now involved, and then we cut to back to space because we got to get more of Bishop and uh, Bender, of course. And that's when, um, in between all of this, he's like, I'm going to find a way out. Then we cut to, we find Bishop's sister, Shard. Mm -hmm. Is this the first time we really got introduced to her? No, I think we have met her before we've but met I her heard they were together she's always been hanging out with forge maybe the amount of times he's changed time she switches whether they're romantic or whether they're siblings <laughs> that's that's a cool new wrinkle in time for this show <laughs> that's what a wrinkle in time's all about <laughs> <laughs> but they do so in um forge's lab they lock on to uh of course this wedding also and she's like that's when the x-men were there send me back there so now shard is at this wedding as well that is and now it's shard Right, shard, not shart. Yes, okay. Because the way she's at, she acts like a shart. Shart. <laughs> and uh, so she's there, and now she's like, "I can go after Sinister." And that's when the Nasty Boys come up, and we nasty. just have a fight. We yeah. have a full fight between Nasty Boys, Sinister's there, and the X Men have all now also gathered. One of the best parts of this fight, and it might be right before the fight starts, is Sinister just blows the shit out of Xavier's chair oh, and knocks yes. Jubilee out. <laughs> just, but he's just like, oh, I know your weakness. Boom, it not being in the chair. fucking chair. <laughs> like, immediately, he got, like, a hole blown through his whole chair. This was not, like, a bitch hit on it. It got totally blown out. He probably could have got a better wedding for Gene and Scott if, like, he didn't get his chair blown up one time, guys. But he got it blown up today. This reminds me of, like, how to handle every barbecue that you're at all summer long, guys. If you see somebody in those plastic chairs with the four plastic legs, <laughs> yeah. kick one kick out them. the second Woo! you get to that barbecue. <laughs> They'll know that's Riverside the style. That's what I don't know. That's right. <laughs> um, but once we do have this battle, essentially, I don't know, the, the nasty boys kind of dip on Sinister for a brief moment, but then they do open a portal for him to get Gene through because he still has, I think he has Gene on his shoulder at this point. Exactly. Cassie, I noticed that this portal exactly. looks nothing like a butthole or vagina. <laughs> this is a completely different portal. Just yeah. a portal-ass portal. Yeah. <laughs> no, and so yeah, first they captured Gene and uh, Sinister's like, I'll capture Xavier alone. I don't need you nasty boys. And the nasty boys are like, all right, fuck you then. Uh, he does not get away. Shark, because Shard shows up and he goes, George! And that's when we learn Tar Baby's new name is George. <laughs> Christ. You know, we could also not say Tar Baby, just like the cartoon. <laughs> Mike's like, no, this is in their past and people need to know they did this. <laughs> I just hate how he has the hard R on Tar. Like, that, that makes it really offensive. But uh, once, so we're here, it essentially ends here with Gene. Um, we cut to where Gene has been thrown to. And it is some jail that our boy Apocalypse is running. In the Nexus. Mm -hmm. Nexus. <laughs> I, I have some notes. Like, do you guys think that we could do Apocalypse? He has big red eyes mm -hmm. with tiny black pupils. Mm -hmm. Maybe just the red eyes. Because those black pupils are always... He looks like a cross-eyed fucking <laughs> buck-toothed bitch. Look, he was born so long before any sort of orthodontry 
or yeah, optical he's, doctors. He's the prototype. Like he he wasn't fully like there. Okay, just have the bright red eyes. Yeah. Like that would look so amazing. But like Scotty Boy's already got that. So yeah, Apocalypse doesn't want to bite off a of Cyclops. Yeah, we have to talk about like. I'm sure we talked about this before, and I don't know if it's raised or lowered Apocalypse's ranking in our X-Men villain rankings, but uh, somebody, I think Gene asks, or somebody asks, like, Mr. Sinister, who told you to do all this? And then from the shadows, the biggest, baddest, oldest, most Egyptian villain we've ever had <laughs> walks out of the shadows is like, I told him to! <laughs> <laughs> Apocalypse is here. Is that Paul Lint? <laughs> and I don't know if this adds to Apocalypse's scariness or detracts from it. For me, I think it it's pretty scary. You don't, yeah, you don't know it is. But do you know what's fucked up? Is this two episodes in a row a different villain walks out with Apocalypse from the shadows? Because didn't yeah a Shiar didn't Deathbird? I was thinking Lady Deathbird was from last episode. Yeah, yeah. And Fabian Cortez was like, oh, I guess we're Apocalypse in space. So is this on purpose? All Like, Apocalypse is jumping around doing all this stuff? You know what, Mike? I, maybe you can't trust Apocalypse. <gasps> what? Crazy. We'll sh- surely find out on these other parts. <laughs> do, you know, do you know who you should not trust? It's me, Apocalypse. <laughs> Apocalypse. Trust him with my life. That is where the episode ends, though, because it is part one of, like, four. Five. Five. Cassie, wow. five. Is this our five. longest series? I no, think I think uh, Phoenix was five. Phoenix, probably. Uh, yeah, that would make sense. The Phoenix, five. <laughs> but um, since it's the end, that does mean it's time for awards. And you know we got to start with most 90s thing. Ryan, what do you got for Come it? on, now. There's a fucking Robin Williams genie <laughs> up in this shit screaming voices just being like well how are you uh i don't know and they're coming around for a home run all race cars are going i am a director of films like it's it's nonstop. yeah um mike what do you got that's pretty good but in apocalypse or not uh, cable's future team there's just a full-on robot teammate and it felt like in the 90s if you had a team how people know you're edgy and futuristic one of the persons is just a robot now we're not oh, yeah, there's, a, yeah. there's just a robot. There's full human, 20% human, 80% robot, and then a full robot. Full robo. <laughs> you got to get through all the stages. Uh, Caitlin, what's your most 90s thing? Uh, my most 90s things, I believe this was Bishop. Could have been Cable because I get them so mixed up for some reason. Uh, but it's, I believe it's Bishop saying, I've got your ransom right here when someone asks for a ransom. And he like slings his gun around his finger like 10 times and goes, yeah. That's classic Bishop. Yeah, that's, classic, that's that boy. That's 1890s, though. Yeah, 1890s. <laughs> <laughs> that's what we're specify. going for, right? <laughs> that's on me. Sorry. 1990s next time. <laughs> uh, for, I got a couple that, but the one I'm, uh, I also have Bender. And, <laughs> sorry. Take a breath, Cassie. I'm so excited about Apocalypse. I just, I can't. Um, uh, what I have is the sound when they have all of uh, Cable and all of his beefy robot people walking with him. The sound effect that they use, the little yeah. it's like three different tones of it as they Sashay. all walk. <laughs> it's the most 90s thing I've ever heard. Um, but I do also, I did write down Bender as an option as well. So, Ryan, I'm going to give that point to you. And then our next. Oh, Cassie, I hate to alarm you with this, but you're going to give all these points to me. Are they all no. Bender? No. They're just all correct. Okay, great. We'll see yeah, about yeah. that. Our next award is Best Gasp Line. Mike, what do you got for it? It 
Honestly, it's the time that made me actually do it. it was Storm said, I can't believe how this is going so smoothly. And yeah. I'm like, oh, it's about to go so badly. And then I was right. Instant setup for it. Uh, Caitlin, what do you got? I have uh, at the wedding, there is the cake has the X-Men logo on it. <laughs> like they, yeah. they, yes. they, they uh, I was like, is that? No, they wouldn't. They wouldn't. And it's like, no, they did. Hey, Brandy, marketing. We got to do it. See, I, I think, Caitlin, you recently got married, and I think yeah. you fucked up because the Unnatural 20s logo was not all over your wedding cake. Was it? There was, fucked up. There was only one booth with all of our merch. That's it. <laughs> That's wasn't all. It's like pretty gauche to sell your merch at your wedding. <laughs> At least it wasn't a potluck, so <laughs> doing all right. Uh, for best gas plan, I do have at the beginning when they do find his little uh, tomb thing, and the computer tells him that he has to press the snake to open it, and Cable has the audacity to say the line, I hate snakes, when I'm only assuming... Um, Raiders of the Lost Ark? Yeah, was like yeah. right then, too. And they just knew what they were fucking doing. Uh, it was like 15 years later, I think. Yeah, it was no, not, it was, there was it a was, big gap. They originated that shit then? No, no, no. Raiders of no, the Lost Ark was like Raiders 15 was... years before this. It was a oh, long perfect. gap, yeah. Well, then it's always close to our hearts and always close to X-Men's hearts. Uh, Ryan, what do you got for best gas line? <laughs> uh, when we, we see the congratulations banner, and we're like, oh, this is clearly a very classy wedding. And then we cut to the wedding, and somebody let Beast talk. We know this who Beast is. Mm-hmm. But like, and he is always talking as if he is speaking at a wedding, and now he is speaking at a wedding, and then goes off like he does. Absolutely not. I gasped <laughs> at the fact that somebody would let Beast speak at a wedding. Cassie, Beast speak at a wedding. That he even was allowed to show up. Um, I am gonna give that one to Mike though, because I mean, he gave us the setup, and it was probably you knew what was gonna happen, but it's still a gasp. Uh, so that one's going to Mike. Our next award is Best Use of Power. Caitlin, what do you got for it? Uh, I, I'm really honed in on this cake part because it has to be when Wolverine cuts the, the yeah. cake with his, with his claw. Yeah. It's he a got, you guys, he got the best slice. He did like, the perfect around the X. Yeah. It was so smooth I and a constant square. realized how his little claw was so much like a, oh, like a pie cake. Oh, don't call cake. it a little claw around him. <laughs> no, he does not like that. He does not like that. Does not have, not his big shink shink claw. Um, <laughs> there we go. It makes a good shink shink into a cake. It does. And he, perfect slice. Perfect Every slice. Every slice. Great portion control on him with that. <laughs> uh, for best use of power, I do have, um, I don't know, the beefy guys in Nasty Boys. I don't know his name, of course. Slab. Lab? Slab. Slab. That makes more sense. But Slab's power to just straight up uh, steal a whole car it's when you want to take one person. It's going to be easier to kidnap this lady if we just take the car that she's <laughs> in. Yeah. Just huck the whole car through the like, portal. You needed the one lady, and he's like, I'll just take this whole goddamn car because she's in it right now. Also, wait a is there a better Scott Summers moment than just being like, you are unnecessary. I would like to kick you out of this car before I steal this car. I won't even kidnap you. <laughs> I don't want you around. Uh, for best use of power, what do you got, Ryan? Uh, my use of power is again coming to terms with who Apocalypse is in this TV show, which is not who I thought he was in the comic book. But god damn it, what a fucking just him screaming! I told him to, <laughs> as I think like he has power over all of us, guys. This Apocalypse would win RuPaul's Drag Race. Nine times out of ten. Oh, you're so right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it mm-hmm. would. Yeah. Uh, Mike, what do you got for it? Uh, Cable's use of words. That even though he could easily be killed, he just 
him saying there will always be people to stand up to you to make the destroyer of worlds fucking go into an existential spiral and be like, oh no, is everything I've always been doing useless? Is the best power that anyone can have make someone else go into an existential spiral? Yes. <laughs> and that's why my therapist is the most powerful person I know. <laughs> and like, that's why that one obviously has to go to you. Yes. Our next award is LVP. Ryan, what do you got for it? It's Cyclops and Gene. You drive 10 <laughs> feet yeah. from your wedding venue. You are super As superheroes. People. You are yeah. super powered people. And your car blows up and you don't know what to do and you pass the fuck out. No. That's, That's it. Gene's real superpower. Is That's it. And then he's like a epileptic puppy. <laughs> that could have been a flat tire. That, like, the nasty boys. <laughs> be, yeah, and they just they fall to their fainting couches. It's Gene and uh, Scott. Uh, Mike, what do you got for it? Bender. What does this guy do? What does he fucking do except get under the skin of Bishop, the much more and- capable, cooler podcast? I mean, X Men. <laughs> I believe he entertains the masses, Mike. Were you not enthralled with each voice that came out I, from him? I hate that this is a five-part series. That we're, that means we get five parts Bender. of Bender. Bender. No, this is it Bender. for Bender, right? We're done with him, right? For surely not. No, for guys, surely not. <laughs> for surely not. We gotta get more Bender. He's stuck in the axis of space or whatever the fuck it is with Bishop. Like, of course, he, we're gonna get more of him. Oh, no. Um, LVP. What do you got, Caitlin? Uh, I have, uh, you know, there's those moments where Bishop is looking with Bender into those mirrors Mm -hmm. and there's a moment where Bishop is watching the wedding happen and he can't get through and he says, uh, he says, Xavier, don't let them take you um, to the mirror. (laughs) And it's also like Professor X. Maybe he can hear him, though. Maybe he needs that coaching. So I'm doing Bishop as my LVP. Bishop Mm -hmm. multiple times sees the mirror and then shoots it and runs into it. Yeah. (laughs) Multiple times. They don't have mirrors in his timeline. One time it'll work. (laughs) Or they do and he just shoots them every time. (laughs) Who's that guy? (laughs) (laughs) He looks like me. I hate him. Uh, for LVP, I have the obvious one, you guys. It's Professor X for shutting down the defensive perimeter when everyone <laughs> yeah. is gathered at this place. Like, all the powerful people are in one spot, and he's like, no. That's no fucking shields. Dennis Nedry level. Yeah, no, everything will be fine if I shut down the perimeter. Are you kidding me? <laughs> it will become dinosaurs attacking. Obviously. Um, and apparently everybody can get this channel to this wedding, no matter where you're at. For you're real. in the access of space and time, you get this channel. So everybody knows about it and can come on too. Um, so I'm obviously going to give that point to me. Our final award is going to be MVP. Michael- uh, that last award was, all of those people were LVPs. Yeah. This is a it's episode not a good, full of terrible well people in this doing ter- making terrible decisions. <laughs> this is like an episode of Euphoria. Yeah, yeah. nobody's shown like shined in this one. But so MVP is going to be a bit of a struggle. But Mike, who do you got for it? Slab, 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 slab. Slab. He's the big beefy boy and the nasty boys, and it's like Slab get Gene, and he knows to shake the car enough to get Scott out of the car, and then just hucks the whole car <laughs> through that portal. He's essentially he King rules, Kong. and his his power is just he's bigger beast. But he can still take out all the X-Men because they're so dumb. Cassie, you know the thing about how, like, when you ask somebody what their MVP is, it says a little bit about themselves. Yeah. That how, like, Mike thinks of himself as the slab of this group. Uh-huh. That's weird, right? The big beefy boy. Yeah. He's the Who big also beefy still boy. has, like, a little bit of smarts to him. <laughs> big beefy boy. Uh, Caitlin, what do you got for MVP? Uh, my MVP is going to be the black and white um, because we've seen so many flashbacks. But have we seen one in black and white? Before, <laughs> no, guys? it no, really, it really threw me through a thing. 
Woo! I mean, that's going to be my MVP, though, Cassie. It was good. That was really good. It made me editors. question my TV where <laughs> we were at. It was like, such good black. It and was white. so. It was so like it made me feel things the most things. Uh, for MVP, I do have Tyler for coming back and with the flattest of tops being out there and fucking <laughs> absolutely <ready>. not <laughs> flattest <No>. of tops. <laughs> flattest you received of tops. no points. It's uh, obviously Tyler staying strong out there and going into the battles, repeating his dad's phrase back to him. Uh, Tyler MVP for life but Ryan what do you got my MVP is obvious Cassie uh we talked about her a little bit it's Jubilee um she struggled a little bit with uh what is she how is she supposed to get rid of all the guests yeah I'm pretty sure we spent a good two minutes dunking on her so no (laughs) yeah but we did not finish the story okay there is a throwaway shot of her waving goodbye to the last car which means she's she's out in front of the mansion saying goodbye as if this was a normal wedding. It's the last car. And she was like, you know what? I'm going to make them forget about the fact that... She was attacked. The, the bride was kidnapped and thrown into a portal. The, the husband, the groom, was beat within an inch of his life. We can't find the nasty boys. But fucking Jubilee is out there on that stoop saying... Goodbye <laughs> to the last car as if this was a normal ass wedding. That's an MVP. I've thrown a wedding or two, Cassie. That's an MVP. That's somebody you need on your team. Everything's normal no matter what you say. <laughs> she's just she's just out there saying goodbye. Uh don't tell your friends. I like she just She's into it. She knows her job. She is. She's never the MVP on the X Men team, and I think it's because no, she but realized, on the wedding like, team, <laughs> yeah, that's where she shines. The party team. Um, Ryan, you are absolutely right. I didn't think it could be Jubilee, and thank you for showing me the right. Um, she is our MVP of the episode. Uh, that leaves us. That was the last award. That means Caitlin. I'm sorry. It was a close call. With black and white. You didn't get any points this round, though. I gave <laughs> no myself points. One. No points. None. <laughs> Not one. Ew. I'm so sorry. I just had to give I know myself. Who the a LVP point. is? <laughs> um, and then Mr. Mike and Ryan, you both tied with two points each. I swear to fucking Christ, Cassie. If this ends with you giving yourself the most points, uh huh. Should I just go ahead and give myself no, like okay, three more points? Okay, go ahead. Go ahead with the segment. Oh, it's done. You guys, you get you brothers. Yeah, she have started won with herself. Oh, I thought you were gonna win. Oh, Wait, no, I only gave myself one. What? You won. <laughs> Two points, you guys. One point, me. That's the end of X Taz, which means it's time for us to end this. Which means, uh, okay. what? Hmm. <laughs> right, guys. We have to get better at podcasting. Yes, Cassie. Can you tell me about some websites? Oh, God, there's so many websites. Popfilter.co is where you can go to get all of your pop filter needs. We have all of the podcasts there that you would ever want. Do you want shows about movies? Do you want shows I about do. TV? That's it. Popfilter.co. <laughs> what more could you need? <laughs> uh, we also got a Patreon. Yes. Patreon.com slash yourpopfilter.com, uh, which is weird because we're popfilter.co now. But throw a your in there, and then you can subscribe to Adventures that Cassie brings us on. Tonight, Cassie, uh, you walked us through... Our our pet. Our, we, pe- our we are... future pot filter pet. Mm-hmm. Pot filter that, pet. And I would decided. love to tell you what we decided on. It was not a snake. Don't you dare. It was not a hamster. Don't you dare. Mm-mm. I won't say it, but... You can't. Would you, you say it's stinky? <laughs> I would say that it's very stinky. <laughs> um, I... Are we still doing? Is Amazon still a thing? Are we yeah, still? You could do that one for me. Thank you. Uh, it's uh, yourpopfilter.com. Oh, no, popfilter.co slash Amazon. There we your go. Yourpopfilter.com is dead. 
Popfilter.co slash Amazon. Bookmark that. Use that. You unprofessional nice. fucks. <laughs> Buy from that. Uh, Mike, can you, since you're Mr. Professional over here, can you tell us about the other shows? Oh, when I say Christ, I mean that, Mike, you remind me of Christ. The way that you talk to us, it's very Christ-like. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Oh, my God, thank you. I don't remember what you just said to me. <laughs> Jesus Mr. Christ. fucking professional Scream podcaster. You Scream at him. Mm, God damn it. I got instantly covered, distracted. By what? Podcasting? By Ryan t- saying gibberish. <laughs> <laughs> at your pop filter on Instagram, on Twitter. We're done I, maybe with that's websites. We ne- I said on, we, I'm doing social media. <laughs> <laughs> I asked for other shows, Michael. Well, that's not what I did. <laughs> Make Caitlin do that. You are ruining I will do show. nothing. I am here to watch the chaos. More zero points. <laughs> Caitlin, someone's got to do it. You got to tell us about those other shows. Oh, beans. Well, let's talk about beans. those shows. <laughs> there's movie of the year. I'm sure there's some beans on movie of the year uh, in some of those years because on you talk about a whole year worth of movie. That's a lot of movies. Caitlin, guys. right now we're doing 1982. Whoa. Name a movie from 1982. Nope. <laughs> no, that's this nope. year. Caitlin, nope is from 2022. Oh, okay. What about a movie about a little brown alien? Oh? Who has a big long finger mm. who touches your heart. Whoa. Is it? Uh... Jaws? That is correct. I thought it was Flubber, but... God, that's Flubber's a green a good little one. butt. Okay, well... Flubber. <laughs> Flubber's a good one. 1982 well, sounds like a great year. I love Flubber, so you should check that out. You should also... <laughs> Flubber and Jaws. Tune in to 1982. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about Flubber and Jaws. Maybe Jaws will take a bite out of Flubber. Who knows? Maybe you do. But Some... you should listen to another show, too. It's called Your Unnatural 20s. Your Unnatural talk... 20s is what you just said. <laughs> Sometimes I will talk so much <laughs> that my wife will get mad and she will tell me, stop your flubbering jaws. <laughs> and it hurts It hurts me every time. I'm so I'm glad sorry. Ryan stopped everybody so he can <laughs> <say that. laughs> So this fucking joke can come out. What do you mean sorry. joke? Not your I'm joke, sorry. Your pain. Oh, your I'm talking about my struggles. spousal abuse. <laughs> so sorry. This is a safe space. You're welcome to hey, share Cassie, this Hey, Cassie, why don't you fucking stop your flubbering jaws? You got it, my friend. Except for that's my fucking job here, okay? Um, yeah, Unnatural 20s. Listen to that one. Another great podcast. Next week, guys, this show. Superhero <laughs> Show Show has a great show coming up for you because it's finale week. We're going to be discussing the finale of Miss Marvel, also the finale of The Boys, and we're going to be reviewing Thor Love and Thunder. So big episode. Be sure to catch that one for Mike. I'm Ryan. For Ryan, I'm Mike. For me, I'm Ian. For Cassie, I'm Cassie. Bye. <laughs> you forgot <laughs> your own name. No points and no mention. Yeah. That should be deletion of points. <laughs> <laughs>
Abortion is a basic healthcare need for millions of people who can become pregnant. Restricting access to comprehensive reproductive care, including abortion, threatens the health and independence of all Americans. Even if you live in a state where abortion rights are upheld, access to safe medical procedures shouldn't be determined by location, and it shouldn't be the privilege of a small few. And we're already seeing certain medical practices be restricted even in those states. You can help by donating to local abortion funds. To find out where to donate for each state, visit donationsforabortion.com. That's the number four, donationsforabortion.com. If you or someone you know needs help or if you want to get more involved, here are five resources. One, Shout Your Abortion is a campaign to normalize abortion. Two, Don't Ban Equality is a campaign for companies to take a stand against abortion restrictions. Three, abortion.cafe has information about where to find clinics. Four, plancpills.org provides early at-home abortion pills that you can keep in your medicine cabinet. And five, choice.crd.co. That's choice.crd.co has a collection of these resources and more. You can also find all the links to these resources at podvoices.help and in the show notes. We encourage you to speak up, take care, and spread the word.